football. In general. Hey, hello, hi everybody. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Cobb. And this is football in general. Uh, sorry, I have to try out my NFL Films voice. I'm <laughs> attempting to get attempting to break through this industry, as you guys all know. So uh, the only thing I have is my voice. Uh, I'm I'm a, a deeply uh, egotistical person, and my voice runs my life. So, uh, anywho, Trevor, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, doing pretty well. You know, uh, been uh, just a super exciting week in the NFL off season. So many things are happening. Lots of stuff to get into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so about that, uh, what do you? <laughs> What do, you, what do you make of this news about the NFL just being a complete slut for attention and money and whoring itself out to try to get some sort of team to invest and bid on the combine rights over the next few years? Like, why should I care about where the combine is? It will probably be inside. <laughs> well, right. I won't, re- won't really know where that is. You know, I'm not going to – nobody's going to be able to attend it except scouts, you know, so yeah, and NFL I, Network people. I think it's uh, a little bit ridiculous, maybe even pathetic. Uh but it, this is very indicative of uh, just how desperate we are right now for things to talk about during the NFL offseason, <laughs> this, yeah. uh, this dead period before the uh, preseason gets started. Yeah. So are, are you saying we're whoring ourselves out right now for, oh, for, <laughs> for content? Oh, absolutely. Completely. Okay. <laughs> well, you know how I feel about that. I, I, I mentioned it last week. I'm, I'm totally game for any sort of content, and I, and I will – push the button to make it even more more worse than it actually is so um i you know i i see from and i get it from a business standpoint it's not a business podcast i won't get into the minutia and the weeds of it i just think like the nfl knows its product sort of i mean they're lucky they're a billion dollar industry company what do you want to call them non-profit apparently <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and uh you know they they know they know that people will sort of dive into this and i i just it makes me a little sick that they're now looking at this i I don't know what's next man i like could you see any other sort of marquee events that they put on right now being hoard out like this other than the draft i mean super bowl i i feel like they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel with this move um trying to make something out of the combine you know you guys have already heard me talk about the combine uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, it, I just don't see how you can get any more out of it than you already do. It's 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 all metrics. It's not real football. Um, so to 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 put it out there that they want cities to bid on hosting it is just uh, a little desperate, I think. But let's be honest here: running in a straight line is important, and so is running around <laughs> running around cones. Right in six seconds, I, I I can't agree with you more. I mean, how many times has, has a guy? I wouldn't say bombed a combine. I think if they bomb a combine, it's usually a bad sign, just because of the pressure and everything. But how many times have they just really not performed to what their standards should be, uh, in terms of the player, and like nothing really became of it? <laughs> I, I don't know. And then how many times have guys been like workout warriors and then just like absolutely bombed the NFL? Jamarcus Russell comes to mind. Right. Oh my gosh. You know, like, that Jesus, might be the bro. best example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, little news here. I just thought I'd bring it up because, I, as you may have known in this show so far, I, I, I'd take any chance to just absolutely crap all over anything uh, that's worth crapping on. And this is, I just, you know, take a big doo-doo on it. So, you know, clean that up. Um, 
Yeah, I you know we'll see what this comes to this. Maybe uh, well, let me ask you this: uh, Do you think there will be any changes to the combine if it goes to any other cities, or is it just copacetic for the most part? Or I mean, it, it I don't think it really matters where you have it. I mean, it may mean a little bit here or there to individual athletes in terms of how far they have to travel, but that that's really a non-issue these days. Um, yeah. So I, I don't see how it makes a difference at all. <laughs> but we have to know where it is next year. Oh, yeah. We have to know that. <laughs> um, what, what do you think of the uh, – okay, so I love this news. And, listen, I love old school football more than anybody else that probably will listen to this podcast or in this world. Um, I'm a junkie for alternate helmets, throwback uniforms, anything involving the NFL from, like, the 1960s all the way up to today. Uh, what did you make of this news that they're allowing teams to use throwback uniforms again? I'm not sure why they got cut out to begin with, but uh, in alternate helmets and whatnot. Well, I, I guess the the alternate helmet was the real uh, source of the dilemma. Uh, the the NFL didn't feel that they could uh, reliably make more than one helmet per player safe. Uh, that sounds a little ridiculous to me. It's the NFL for yeah. crying out loud. So, uh, seriously. You should have more than one safe helmet per player anyways. Uh, <laughs> that's just my thinking on it, you know. But I, I think this is great because I think, uh, you know, the fans love to see some of the classic uniforms come out, and the helmet is a big part of those. Um, you know, I, personally, I'm a big fan of the uh, creamsicle uh, Buccaneers uniforms, so that mm. uh, you know, hopefully those come out next year. Because uh, I think, yeah, the the – the allowance of the alternate helmets comes into effect in 2022. So we won't be seeing those this season, but they are uh, right down the road. Yeah. I also like, well, cause I'm a New England Patriots fan. I like the Pat Patriot look, um, I, you know, something about these, it, it's obviously nostalgia that gets me in my heart. Uh, I, I, but you mean, can you make an honest argument that some of these are actually better than the current uniforms? Oh, I mean, it's it's a matter of taste, but yeah, I, I think sure. you can make that argument. Yeah. Like, let me ask you this. Would you rather see Tom Brady in the current Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniforms, which are okay, or would you rather see him in the fun uh, Pirates of the Caribbean creamsicle uniforms? <laughs> Dude, uh, the creamsicle uniforms <laughs> might be the greatest of all time. Um, they're they're yeah, so like... great. Uh, so, yeah, we'd be excited to have those back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking just off the top of my head here, some really good ones. How about the Philadelphia Eagles, the um, the green ones? I don't know what kind of green that is. You know, like uh, I think the... they call that the Kelly green. Kelly um, green. Okay. Those those are great. Okay. Uh, what, what's some other um, like, you know, you got like of course the Detroit Lions. They're not really that throwback, but I like those. Those are those are pretty clean. Um, the uh, the Dallas Cowboys ones they only wear on Thanksgiving where it's kind of like that uh, the star on their shoulders sort of right, deal with the blue right those are pretty on, cool at the breastplate um, the New York Jets where it's just the Jets on the helmet and then you get just the Kelly Green uh, of course um, excuse me uh, the Oilers man, I was about to blues. say that's what I'm looking forward <laughs> to also the old Tennessee ones uh, the, yeah. the Oiler throwback uniforms those are going to be really cool. Yeah, man. So I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, it's how, how do you feel about the color rush jerseys? What, what do you think of those uniforms? You know, sometimes I really like them. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's like, ugh, I don't know. Um, 
you know, some some of the uniforms that are, you know, a little uh, overkill when it's, you know, I think the Rams did one where it was yellow on top oh. and yellow on bottom. Yeah, um, mustard. And it's like, that's, you know, fun for a moment, but maybe not even an entire game. <laughs> <laughs> Tough look right there. I yeah. think in that same game, it was what they were wearing yellow and Baltimore was all purple. And it was just, or I can't remember. <laughs> and people who were like colorblind had like an aneurysm. <laughs> it's <was> terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I don't mean to laugh at it. I'm sorry. But, it, you know, it was like, this is the worst thing they could have done in this sport. I think there was one where that's what it was. Buffalo was all red and New York was all green. And it was like the worst thing anybody colorblind could ever have happen to them. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> oh, God. Anywho. Uh, yeah, we're, needless to say, we're excited for this. Needless to oh, say. Oh, big time. Yeah, I'll be yeah. looking forward to it. Nice, nice. It, I'm, I'm excited, man. I, I, it's anything nostalgia-wise. I mean, we're in a culture right now. We've all sat at home for a year and a half. You know, we've all been thinking about the better times. Like, bringing this back is only going to help popularize the sport and bring people in who have who brought, may have fallen out. I mean, you know, they, they those, those are a big, big reminder of the past. Um... Are you ready to do some more doo-doo on Aaron Rodgers? Oh, my goodness. Always. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me just read this before I give you your chance to respond for the next hour. Um, so, uh, in case and nobody knew, Alex Smith. Yeah, Remember Alex Smith, right? He retired and had that terrible leg injury and came back. And, golly, man, probably the most amazing story uh, in the NFL in uh, years. Um, uh, well, they're – he came back to defend his buddy, Aaron Rodgers. I didn't know they're friends, but, um, you know, here we are. And uh, both first-round picks in 2005 draft, quote-unquote, from the USA Today Sports uh, interview with Alex Smith. Clearly, it's not an ideal situation and not what it should be. Sorry, he's responding. He's commenting on the Aaron Rodgers situation. I think he's due a certain level of communication and certain level of respect beyond the average player. And I don't think that's asking a lot just to communicate. Clearly, that didn't happen over the last couple of years. Um, he goes on to say, he's a, here's a guy who's given 16 years of organization. He's been through a lot of changes there as well. He's coming off maybe one of the greatest quarterback seasons ever. Still playing at an incredibly high level. Uh, is Aaron done? Is he on the decline? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, sounds like a Seinfeld uh, reference right there. Uh, he played right through. <laughs> he played right through that. They've been on the doorstep of the Super Bowl the last couple of years, so I think it's hard. Um yeah, I, I don't really need more of this because it's just Aaron, Alex Smith sort of uh, sugarcoating this situation for, the, for Aaron Rodgers and acting like he didn't cause any of this. What do you make of this, bro? I, this is, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, we I mean, I, I see where he's coming from, but he kind of he kind of contradicts his own argument before he's even done talking. And that, you know, yeah, they've been knocking on the door of the Super Bowl the last couple of years, and he just had an amazing season as a quarterback so what is the problem, you know? Um, sure. What is there to be so upset about or offended by, according to his T-shirt, the other the other interview we had? Uh, <laughs> you know, suck it up, show up to OTAs, be the leader that your team needs, and get over that NFC championship hump. Um, but he, you know, Aaron Rodgers has chosen a different path. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and it's also like, you know, he's just doing a lot of things to sort of 
uh, we, I don't necessarily need football. I can go host Jeopardy. I got, I got, a, I got a beautiful wife. I got this. I got that. Uh, you know, and it's just at this point, I think we'd all just, we just want an answer. But of course, he's going to drag this out for the sake of, hopefully, you know, getting traded or something happening to him that would be ideal for him. However, it's like, like you just said, simple as the best thing for you to do is just. Go back to Green Bay, and even though even if you're offended or if you're butthurt about what happened, go out there and show it again. You know, prove prove the doubters wrong. Prove people wrong that you're that you know, you 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 get fueled by the hate. You know, you get well, fueled by the frustration. And I mean, so, th- this argument of the organization doesn't listen to him and they don't give him enough support and all this stuff. That that would be a great argument if he had an MVP season on a team right. that missed the playoffs. You know? Sure. But you're talking about being a game away from the Super Bowl uh, almost perennially. Uh, so mm. so what, you know, that, that argument that, that it's a problem with the organization, it just doesn't really carry any water, in my opinion. Um, and the, the longer this goes on, uh, the harder it is for, for Packer fans and Aaron Rodgers fans Um the better it gets for Vikings fans and Bears fans and, and <laughs> maybe even uh, Bronco fans. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, well, you know, when Denver gets both Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson on the same team and somebody needs to hold a clipboard, That's boy, right. oh, boy, can't wait, can't wait for that content. That's going to be months' worth of content here in uh, football in general. So don't you worry. We'll, we'll, we'll be hunkered down in the bunker here ready to talk about it. So, um, yeah, and you know – it. With with Aaron, it's it's unfortunate because he's such a such a talented guy. Uh, I just, you know, I think he and you know I don't know him personally, but this is what I believe. I think he just think you know he cares a lot about those accolades, um, you know. And I don't know if he always remembers that he was a few plays away from the Super Bowl last year, and could have made a few plays himself to put Green Bay in that position. And arguably, like you could put some of the blame on uh, Flores. Uh, uh, yes. No, Lafleur. Sorry, um, for <laughs> wrong wrong floor. <laughs> um, for um, you know, kicking the field goal instead of going for the touchdown. But he could have also ran in touchdown towards the end of that game and the year before. You know how that Super Bowl went against San. Uh, excuse me, NFC Championship game went against you know San Francisco. Um, you're right though. I mean, they wouldn't go to these NFC Championship games without a team around them. Right. It's just that he's upset about a quarterback being there, but you're 38 years old. No, I, and that's so. so to me, the, the more we hear this argument, uh, you know, from the perspective of Aaron Rodgers and people taking his side in this conflict, it's, you can't convince me that he plays for the Texans, you know? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like there, there's a big difference between these two quarterbacks, and it's not just their age. Um, so, yeah, I, I just feel like. Aaron Rodgers has a lot less to be upset about than someone like Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to, you know, whether or not an organization is wasting his talent. Um, so we, we will see how this continues to develop. Well, since we brought it up, like the, the team thing, I mean, let me ask you this. I mean, are the Packers a playoff team without Aaron Rodgers at the helm? I, I mean, think could that's, they, that's one of you know? the more interesting things that we haven't discussed as much is if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, uh, of course it's a huge downgrade for for the Packers and their chances of winning the division or making it to the playoffs. 
is, is greatly reduced. But it'll be interesting to see what kind of games they can win and, and how that roster is going to carry itself through the season without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I think he was like kind of um, like he almost had like a Brady factor to him because he's that good. I, I don't think he's like Brady status. I think that's a whole other topic, right, for another day. But like he just carries himself and he has that swagger and he is that good, you know. So he does elevate his teammates just by his his play on the field alone and some of the throws he makes are just absolutely ridiculous you oh, know that is undeniable so a- anytime right. anytime Aaron Rodgers has the ball in his hands they can win a- everybody right. that's followed him knows that much uh if he's healthy the game's never over till it's over um so you know that that's a huge asset to to go without uh should he not play for them this year uh, right which is looking more and more like the case yeah, yeah. So that means the Minnesota Vikings uh, <laughs> spring up in the power <laughs> rankings here, and uh, everybody's happy here on football in general. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, we'll and we'll see how it happens. It'll play out over the next couple months, and I, I, I do think he's going to play in the NFL. I don't know if it'll be for the Green Bay Packers or if it'll be for the new upstart uh, Jeopardy Squires, but um, I, <laughs> I think <laughs> nobody laughed. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I think, crowd. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh, tough crowd, uh, tough crowd here. Um, I, you know, I, it, it would be a shame to not have him on the field. I, as much as I think he's kind of a knucklehead, and I don't know, he just his head is far up his own uh, rear ends. He, he just, he's an amazing player, and he makes amazing throws. I like, I like watching him play. What can I say? So, any wrap up comments about the uh, the, the doo doo butter that was just spread on this well, Aaron Rodgers just, toast? You know, I'll, I'll <laughs> double down on something I said last week, which mm. is that it, as much as I you know, am not a fan of the Packers. Uh, the league as a whole is worse off without him. If he's not going to play for the Packers, he needs to be playing somewhere. Um, right. Because uh, to see his career end this way or even just take a year off this way yeah. uh, is just bad for the NFL. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of petty on both sides. Like, really, you couldn't w- make it work out, Aaron? Really, you couldn't make it work out, Green Bay? And I think what I, I'll double down on something I said, too. Like, you know, it comes back to sort of like I love the model that Green Bay has that it's sort of owned by the fans, and that's kind of the way they, they operate up there. And that's great. Um, you know, it makes it unique. You can own a piece of an NFL team by just having stock in them. Like, that's that's incredible. Uh, the thing it leads, uh, the thing it, it it leaves out is just that that sort of that um, you know that factor of having an owner who has like, you know the the chutzpah and that sort of um, that sort of thing you need to get some of these things done. Sometimes the player just needs to sit down with the owner, and how often that happened in New England with Brady up until the end, even with Robert Kraft, sort of trying to make it work, trying to make it work, and then at the end it just obviously was you know it was over with you know. But you, you can see that throughout, you know, uh, Mickey Loomis and uh, New Orleans and Drew Brees and all these star players, and it's just that's sort of the kind of relationship you need. And Mark Murphy's not, he's not an owner; he's the president of the team, and he's sort of f things up for lack of a better term, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, so. it's not a good situation, and and yeah, the the team being publicly owned is, I think, one of the coolest things about being absolutely a Packer fan. If you're unfortunate yeah. enough to be a Packer fan, uh, <laughs> I joke around a lot, but I, I really do think that that's really uh, a cool, unique thing about the Packers is that it's publicly owned. 
And uh, I think you have to wait in line quite a while right now to spend a lot of money to get even one share uh, in the team. But it's doable. Um, right. And, uh, and, and that's what makes a lot of the fans all the more, uh, uh, you know, die hard is that they, you know, so many of them have a little piece of the team. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, and even if you aren't one, like you can, you'll never be an NFL owner, like 99% of us. Like right. you can just say, hey, <laughs> hey, I own a piece of the Packers. Put it up on your wall and <laughs> in your office and, you know, you can freaking gloat about it and close deals with it because or whatever you do with it. I don't know. So, you know, and, and okay, you know, it's some, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think it's cool, though. Um, I'm going to move on quick here. So uh, real quick, I, 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 so fat guy news, you know, warning, offensive lineman, fat guy news. Um, <laughs> uh, David Castro got released by Pittsburgh this week. I wouldn't normally like talk about releases, but I think this is pretty big because he was literally probably, I think he was top five offensive lineman in the league, and I'm a big fat guy fan. And um, six straight Pro Bowls, man. What do you think of this release, this kind of end of an era? I, I think I think it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the Steelers seem to always have a pretty balanced offense. Um, you know, they they seem to always be able to move the ball on the ground, uh, and and I think that David DeCastro is a big part of that. Um, right. Not not just in pass protection, but also uh, run blocking. You know, it, it you know they. You know, when they lost Le'Veon Bell, they seemed to not even skip a beat. They, they just, you know, any young, healthy running back seems to really gain ground uh, in that offense. Um, David DeCastro is going to be missed a lot, I think. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with that. And I think, especially in the AFC North, you know, you got tough weather up there. You're going to be running the ball a lot. And you're playing against tough teams that have really good front sevens like Cleveland and um, uh, Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> You know, I almost threw Cincinnati in there, and I decided to move <laughs> that one out. But, but honestly, if you're in contention and you're in, in your, um, you know, you're a good team, you're gonna be playing other division leaders. You know, like, uh, like Buffalo, um, you know, Indy, whatever. You know, in the AFC, and so like you need the fat guys. You know, you need the guys up front, and especially Castro, man, six straight Pro Bowls, All Pro, just a, you know, a really, really good player, one of the highest paid guys at his position, and fought injuries so it was only a matter of time i mean if you're playing guard and you have knee and ankle issues you're not gonna be able to pull you can't get out in front of the running backs you have a hard time like with those blocks and, and some of the inside runs you know in the nfl nowadays and not only that but these guys get upfield like crazy i mean they're running screens everybody's in motion so you got to be really athletic and and if you can't do any of that that's kind of sad you know that's not going to be easy for you to play right so uh, but they uh, picked up Trey Turner, which I thought was a really good pickup. Also a uh, five-time pro, five pro bowler. His first six seasons got cut by L.A. this year. Tough break. Um, any any word on this guy? Well, I mean, I think it's a great pickup for the Steelers. They're going to – obviously, they're, they're doing the best they can. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he'll be a new guy in a new system, but the uh, – the potential is obviously there. You know, he's a tested product. He's, he's not just some uh, draftee. But um, you know, we'll we'll see if he can uh, fit in and and fill the shoes of DeCastro. Uh, I think it's unlikely, but it's probably the best that 
that they could be doing right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, given the like current crop of veteran free agents, and I don't think they draft anybody to replace them. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I've been on the, on the free agent market for years now. But, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to call me. I played yeah. guard in high school <laughs> at, at a Division two school in New Hampshire. It's no big deal. I, it was fine. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I just, yeah, I, I think it's a good fit in terms of replacing him and yeah. Um, any other news you came across before we get to the first, uh, before we get to the schedule this upcoming season? You know, the news news is pretty thin this week in the world of yeah. the NFL. It's it's just a whole lot of people putting out uh, you know lists of you know who has the most complete roster and what are your top five fantasy football running backs. Uh, right. So there's just not a lot of news out there right now. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the Bears wide receiver Goodwin didn't make it to the Olympic team. That's that's your big news. That's your okay. <laughs> All right. Well, headline news right there. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's safe we can move on to the schedule. Um, anywho, um, so real quick before we get into it, week one of the NFL season. The reason I say week one and not preseason week one is because um, we kind of agreed, you know, looking at the preseason, uh, the, I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love watching football. I, I mean, I just, I have a hard time valuing preseason, especially with a 17 week schedule. I feel like there's going to be more, uh, protection this year than there ever has been. Is that fair to say, Trevor? Uh, I, I, I feel the same way. I think as we get into the preseason, there'll be more to discuss, as it's happening in terms of uh, right. standouts, uh, unfortunately, you always have a couple of high-profile injuries during that time of year. Um, but, uh, you know, just not a lot to speculate on until you get there. Mm. Yeah. So we'll just, over the next few weeks, we'll spend some time looking at the NFL schedule for the week one on on onwards of the NFL season, just to kind of give you guys an idea of what we think of each team. It's kind of like a nice little preview for that, but also to sort of kind of look in the game without giving uh, a, a um, designation of score <laughs> over under quite yet until we can get those kind of odds looked at from Vegas. Those, they are the experts in the odds. Now we are the experts of football and also football in general. So uh, you can look for us here or in the archives, right? We have a lot of really good episodes on uh, Spotify and the uh, Apple podcast. But, um, you know, it, it, what do you think of this matchup uh, week one, like opening night, Dallas at Tampa Bay? Uh, tickets are $400 a piece in, yeah, for the low, in low Tampa. Uh, <laughs> right. Tickets as low. Like you and the family could go and then not be able to afford your mortgage next month. Don't worry. Yeah. What do you think of this, uh, this opening game? Well, I think, you know, of course, it being the first real game of the season is a reason enough to be excited. Uh, but there's lots of things to get hyped about for this matchup. Um, you know, you got the defending Super Bowl champs with all 22 starters coming back. Uh, you've got the Dallas Cowboys who, before Prescott's injury, were on a real tear at the beginning of the season, early, early in the season last year. Um, so it'll be our first look at, at Dak Prescott in a real game since then, and he was he was on just an absolutely phenomenal pace before his injury. Um, I think the developing question there, I, I saw something about Amari Cooper having uh, a complication 
maybe even an injury. So I don't know if he'll be ready to go week one. Hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, two, two pretty stacked offenses and then a lot of new young talent on that Dallas defense. Um, so it, it could turn out to be a very, uh, very explosive game. Interesting. And, and that's a confirmed injury, folks. That's uh, Trevor in the locker room, you know. By the way, and uh, yeah. high underneath the bleachers, and <laughs> really getting his uh, his nose dirty and, and uh, ankle ankle tapes and examining ankles and whatnot. So you notice a slight bulge on uh, Mari Cooper's left ankle. But um, <laughs> 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 well, it took that one too far. Um, I, I I think you're right, though. I, yeah, this is kind of an interesting matchup. I like that they kind of brought Dallas back on the Thursday night schedule. I mean, Dallas is they're they're, they're an extremely profitable franchise. They're one of the teams in the NFL anybody around the world can say they they are they know of. So I put them on Thursday night in prime time against the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you say? I mean, do you think it's going to be a shootout? Uh, you know. It could be a shootout, uh, you know, depending on on how some of the the replacements on the Dallas defense uh, are are ready or not. It could be I mean, Tampa Bay could run away with this game, um, mm. but it's it's going to be one that I definitely. I mean, anybody who watches the league is going to tune in for this one. It's the first game, um, right? But. Uh, It'll be a fun one to discuss when it's over, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think you're right. You know, Dallas is going to be coming in with a fairly young defense uh, against Tom Brady, and we all know he likes to eat. Tom Brady, that is. Uh, I mean, not like anything not healthy, but he likes to, you know, I mean, he likes to tear up young cornerbacks and pick on them and, um, and linebackers, and uh, I think Dallas—they—they they got a nice. I mean, the guys they drafted are extremely athletic. Um, I'm not quite sure they'll be ready their first year to, to make a huge impact. Uh, maybe Micah Parsons. I like Jabril Cox, as I mentioned before. I really like that pick in the fourth round. Uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see. So, yeah, tell me, Trevor, you're going to make that flight down to Tampa for $400 tickets, right? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we got Go fund me, Trevor, to get to Tampa. We'll get him there somehow. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then I'm going to uh, rent a convertible and cruise on over to Nashville for the uh, Cardinals-Titans game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, ride in style. Okay, uh, another game that really intrigues me. We're just going to go over like the really intriguing games, and as we get to the regular season, guys, like when we when we get there, it's going to be sort of, sort of the same format. We're going to have a lot to go over and try to keep under an hour is going to be difficult. So, um, what do you what do you make of this Pittsburgh at Buffalo game? It's a one o'clock on the East Coast. I love like the nice AFC big matchup one o'clock games. I think they got a, like a lot of primetime flavor to them. What do you think of that one? No, Pittsburgh I, I mean Buffalo. It's definitely gonna uh, you know get these two teams a good measure of themselves week one. And we have a few games like that. Uh, but what I mean is, is uh, you know, whether or not Buffalo is going to continue to take steps towards appearing in a Super Bowl and whether or not Pittsburgh can start their season right in terms of uh, a return to, to power in their division uh, after, you know, getting beat twice in a row by Cleveland to end their year last year. 
Um, it's two teams with a lot to prove right now. Um, and uh, either one of them is going to have to be happy with this win. Yeah, I, and especially week one, like Josh Allen coming off that crappy AFC Championship game loss. Right. I, I'm curious, yeah, and, you know, and we're talking you know, about where we two months out. You know, so we'll see where they're all at then. But uh, I don't know. I I just I like that one o'clock game. I mean, especially in Buffalo, crowds gonna be ruckus. We're gonna, I mean, we forgot to talk about fans. Most of these, I mean, most of these games are gonna have a full stadium. I think there's only two two teams in the NFL. I'm not quite sure that which ones. You can hit me up uh, at Twitter, or the Football in General Pod, or on Instagram. Let me know which ones they are. But like, they, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a ruckus crowd in Buffalo against Pittsburgh. And I've Ben Roethlisberger, uh, I mean, he, <laughs> you know, he, geez, he looked like Hamburger Helper. Right. <laughs> wild card game. <laughs> I don't, so, <laughs> so only, that's all I got. You know, that's all I got there. So uh, how about this game, Arizona at Tennessee? I think that's going to be a fun game. Uh, Arizona so, at Tennessee, sorry. I, yeah. I don't mind saying that this is the game I am most excited to watch week one. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, both of these teams are, are you know, exciting. They're, they're improving every year. And both teams has, you know, huge additions, I think, this year that, you know, especially, let's face it, uh, seeing the Titans with Julio Jones is uh, something we can't get to fast enough, in my opinion. Um, I think both of these teams are in the hunt for uh, a national title. Um, Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, well, but, maybe uh, we'll do a college game, this, a college pod this too. This is the <laughs> game that I'm most excited to see week one. Yeah, uh, I can't agree with you more. Um, I, I already mentioned I love the 1 o'clock AFC games, especially on CBS. I think they do such a good job with them. I'm not sure who's going to be doing this game, but I feel like it might be Jim Nance and Tony Romo. I just have a gut on that one. Oh, I really hope it's them, but I feel like they're going to be at the <laughs> Pittsburgh-Buffalo game. I, I don't know. This is the one matchup I could see, like, they're both playoff teams. Um, so when I put the top of the line up there, I, I don't know. They're definitely not going to be at the Jacksonville-Houston game. Tell you that one. Uh, so, so the, the Jacksonville Houston game, uh, the the thing that stood out to me with that one when I was looking at the list here is that uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, kind of gets to tiptoe into the kiddie pool with uh, his first away game at Houston, uh, possibly not facing a uh, uh, you know a full Houston roster there. So uh, yeah. Good, good luck, Jacksonville. Good luck, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> right, Trevor for Trevor. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, he's getting a little pushed down the slide. That's 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 what uh, Trevor Lawrence is getting there in Houston. But back to that Arizona one. Um, Kyler Murray versus Ryan Tannehill. Improved defense in Tennessee versus Kyler Murray. Uh, I don't I don't know about Tennessee's second er, secondary and Arizona's got D Hop and. A guy they got in the second round there, I think Rashad Bateman. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray's third year. I'm excited to see it, especially living in Arizona. Uh, it's a big deal out here, you know. Oh hell yeah! Um, <laughs> they got a re- they yeah, and uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I, they don't win more than nine games next season. I think there could be something there, you know. 
in terms of flipping the coaching staff over, but I'm just speculating. I, I don't know. <laughs> just thinking, thinking out loud here. Um, but yeah, I, I love that game. And you, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, you got so much star power. That's, oh God, it's going to be a great game to watch. Arizona, Tennessee, game of the week there. Um, another one I love, and it's almost, it's probably like 2A, almost 1B to Arizona, Tennessee, Seattle at Indianapolis. What a great game to open up that slate too. Golly, I tell you. What, what do you think of this game, Seattle at Indy? Uh, so, yeah, I, I think there's, you know, week one is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Seattle at Indianapolis, um, gosh. So these are two teams that really, there's almost too many good teams to go around that, that you, you always get right now a couple of great teams that don't live up to their potential last year and I think these are two of those teams Seattle and Indianapolis you know they feel like they're better than they finished last year um and and I think that they are better than that um so you know I, I and I said it with the Buffalo Pittsburgh game uh whoever wins between Seattle and Indianapolis this is a huge way to start the season um right yeah this is a really tough game with a team outside your conference uh so yeah i'm excited about this one i'm also really excited about uh uh maybe the two biggest rosters uh facing each other week one is going to be cleveland at kansas Mm. city Mm. um yeah huge huge matchups in week one i think that could be 1b or 1a arizona tennessee cleveland at kansas city yeah. Oh God. Well, and, rematch and of that divisional playoff game. That's exactly be incredible. what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know, Cleveland. <laughs> this is you know Kansas City is the team that knocked them off their incredible uh, underdog run. You know, going through uh, Pittsburgh at the end of the season last year. Um, so there's a lot to prove here, and then of course Kansas City. Uh, you know, hoping that they can start their season right and say we will be back in the Super Bowl for a third straight year. Um, yeah, huge, huge game. I tell you, yeah, I mean, and and Baker Mayfield back on the road. Uh, I I I don't know. I just like I'm 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 a crazy time guy, <laughs> as you'll come to find out about in the podcast if you listen a little bit more. I'm obsessed about these these start dates, but uh, these start times and everything. But Cleveland, Kansas City, one twenty five. That's on my time. Sorry, four twenty five on the East Coast. CBS that that's got to be the Jim Nance Tony Romo game, Cleveland at Kansas City one twenty five CBS, that that's it that is it Pat Mahomes versus Baker Mayfield rematch the divisional playoff, am I wrong? I I don't think that's so. it. That that's it. That's that's the game. God, that's gonna be fantastic. You know, um, and I I, I want to see what Mahomes does. Uh, you know, I, I think some it, it's interesting because some of his weapons are getting older. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey, they don't have Watkins anymore. Tyree Kill's a little older. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you know, in his second year. Um, right. Revamped offensive line. Dude, I mean, if Kansas, if he has like more than five seconds to throw, he's going to throw like 60 touchdowns this year. Right. No, I, I think <laughs> it's, we could see it for the first time. Um, hmm. Yeah, so that's a huge matchup. Um, right. I, you know, another one that I'll be interested in, if only because it's going to be a little strange, is going to be, you know, Green Bay at New Orleans. 
Mm. No Aaron Rodgers, no Drew Brees. Right. Um, and if that is the case, this again, I have a broken record here. This is going to, you know, tell us a lot about these rosters, these teams and and what uh, what they're going to be capable of without these, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer quarterbacks that they're missing. Wow. Did that hurt you to say that about Aaron Rodgers? Just a little bit. Just... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And, and if we, if it goes the way we think it may go, Jordan loves first game at, at on the road at new Orleans, really tough place to play, especially with the fans back. That place is going to be rocking. And Jameis Winston's first start officially is New Orleans Saints quarterback. I mean, I really like this game. Yeah. To be honest with you, this is, I, I don't, I could be wrong, but I think this may be the Troy Aikman, uh, Joe Buck game right here. So the, this is like the big Fox game, you know? Gotcha. So I'm looking at the other Fox ones. Seattle Indy, maybe, but I feel like they always take the late one, those two guys. I'm not sure if it just takes a little, a little while for Troy to get up in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. but uh, Sorry. Sorry, Troy. Uh, but <laughs> you're out there listening. Which I know you are. You know, totally. Your mansion. Golly. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one to bring up. A little sneaky game we almost missed. Um, L.A. Chargers at Washington. God, I like that matchup. No, th- That's- so this one's great. Um, Justin Herbert in his you know sophomore debut, and mm-hmm. uh, and the Washington football team. We'll see if that defense can continue to dominate and play at a high level. Um, yeah, I, I like that matchup too. Let me ask you this: best defense in the NFL. Washington. I feel like it's so hard to say this early. I, I think they're certainly uh, in that conversation. Um, you know, I think sometimes it takes defenses a little bit longer to become cohesive going into the season. So it, it's, you know, who else do you think would be in that conversation? Indianapolis? Um, they'd have to be. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah they would have to be. It's... Uh, right. It's it's tough to say right now, but yeah, Washington against the Chargers, I I like it. It's gonna, I mean, yeah. Oh, gosh, this uh, this day can't get here fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much away. Why? Right? I just can't wait, man. I I think the whole the whole uh, country is waiting for football to start, especially with the fans. It's gonna be so awesome. It's very immersive. The wings are going to be on tap, you know, <laughs> like get your oh, the ranch. prescriptions ready, subscriptions ready. <laughs> Seriously, don't even risk the bandwidth of being one of the last people getting it. Like you're screwed. Best of case. Um, a sneaky good matchup too. Sunday night game, Chicago at L.A. Rams. Sorry. I like that a lot. Yeah, QB1. <laughs> QB1, Dandy Dalton. Andy, I said it wrong on purpose, by the way, <laughs> Nimrods. And, uh, <laughs> at LA, uh, Matt Stafford's debut, Sean McVay, the boys down the islands. No, coming back up to play. Yeah, what do you think of that? I think it's a great matchup. Um, very interesting teams this year. Uh, you know, Chicago is definitely trying to, to make a run at, at becoming the the team in the NFC North again. Um, L.A. trying to turn things around with Matthew Stafford in one of the toughest divisions in football. Um, right. So, you know, man, there's, there's just a lot of big games this week. And uh, this one is definitely not to be overlooked. Um, and and how Chicago plays this game, I mean, how, 
how many games does Chicago have to win to keep Justin Fields on the bench? And how many games do they have to lose to bring him out? It's going to be Ooh. a really interesting uh, thing to keep an eye on for, for that team. So I think this is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I, yeah, man, you hit the nail on the head with that one. And it'll be interesting to see how Stafford responds to this uh, – you know this this first game jitters, you know, in LA, and uh, how he, how <laughs> right. he fits in that offense. I mean, honestly, it sounds kind of silly, but like you know, you think about a guy who's played in Detroit for so many years, and like, I mean, sort of been in the spotlight, but not really. And now he goes to a big market, you know, brand new stadium, three years old, you know, um, experienced head coach, got traded for a couple first round picks. Like, dude, this is it, man. This is your career, you know. Like, you you. I'm not saying this one game's his career, but this season is going to make a lot of sense in terms of where we put him when he's maybe when he's done. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know? Right, right. And he's yeah. he's in there against you know Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray right. and uh, well Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo. <laughs> but you know the 49ers. Right. Um, it's not an easy road ahead of him. And uh, right. and you know. It's going to be a fun one to watch. <laughs> and we almost forgot about the New England Patriots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, I mean, again, this is another uh, great matchup for, like it a lot. for the fans. Um, yes. I think that uh, whether you're a Dolphins fan or a Patriots fan, you've got a right. lot of optimism about what your team could be going forward right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Miami with Tua and New England, uh, hoping to see a much better year out of Cam Newton. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some interesting moves. Uh, you know, New England broke the bank, bringing new people in. So this is going to be uh, not not just because it's a great rivalry, but because of the trajectory that these two teams are on. Uh, this is going to be a great game. Yeah, I, I just okay. Once again, it's time guy, time lord here. Uh, One twenty five <laughs> start. Uh, for 425 in Foxborough on the East Coast. Uh, I don't know, you know, the, and I don't know if there's a stat out there. I'm pretty sure there is, and I may have heard on CBS one of these times, but like the, those late starts in New England in the fall, that's kind of, that's a kind of a tough environment to play in. I mean, it gets really dark there at that time. Uh, it's a little colder. I, I don't know about Miami going up to New England at that 425 start, to be honest. With you. I, don't, I don't really like it for them. Of course, we'll get into like the predictions when they come in a couple months, and I'm crying thinking about that. it's going to take that long to think about this. <laughs> but um, you know, I it, it's a, they're they're just got a very deep rivalry, and um, you know, AFC East matchup, and then they they've opened up against each other uh, either week one or week two, week three, uh, several times over the last 15 years. Two is going to make it happen, man, on the road at New England. And like you just said, revamped offense in, in New England, a little, little bit of the defense as well. Boobs on the beach coming out, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, in case you don't know the reference, it's Bill Belichick. So I'll get into it later. Don't have the time now. But, um, yeah, yeah, like the game a lot. Um, Monday night. Uh, here's our Monday night game. Usually there's two. There's not uh, two Monday night games. They usually do a doubleheader. Just Baltimore and Las Vegas. Uh, and uh, in case you were wondering – uh, you can go to this game for seven hundred and sixty-one dollars. Just <laughs> if you want, it's pretty cheap. Apparently, it's as low as seven hundred and sixty-one dollars in Vegas. What do you think? Wow. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a, a really fun game to be at. But man, uh, 
I'd rather take that money to the blackjack table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, brand new stadium, though. Uh, you know, oh, how yeah, cool is that, that? That's what I mean. It's a brand new stadium. Yeah. It's Las Vegas. Yeah. Obviously, sure. the demand is there. People are willing to spend that kind of money to, to uh, you know, head in, catch the game, and then walk out and hit the strip. Um, sure. I, I think, uh, you know, how interesting it's going to be uh, football-wise is tough to say. I know that Baltimore, after last year, is kind of like the forgotten powerhouse of the AFC. They still have a right. ton of potential. Um, any, you know, As long as they've got Lamar Jackson uh, and a decent defense, they, they, they should be discussed as, as a team that, that's you know, trying to go all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Las Vegas, the Raiders... Uh, the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. I, I don't. I don't know as much. It, it, you know, they're a big question mark to me in terms of what that team might be capable of. Um, you know, they, they certainly are going to have a tough time in that division if uh, if the Broncos get two amazing quarterbacks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, I mean, I'll be. You know, by the time we get to this game, I will have had so much good football and it'll just be interesting to see what the Raiders are capable of doing. So, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, I can't agree more. I think Baltimore is total like, I don't know why people don't talk more about him. I think people just like to, sh- excuse my language here, but shit all over Lamar Jackson because he's a runner and not a passer, even though he's extremely dynamic and he's an incredible player. You know, I, I yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't know. Well, you know, they'll be 11 and five, and I won't be surprised. They'll run for 2,800 yards and control the clock, and you know, they'll still get bounced out of the divisional round. But at least they're competitive. <laughs> so, anywho, <laughs> uh, I got a lot of ether for Baltimore. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Terrell Suggs, man, he just made my life a living hell in the 2000s, and I couldn't stand him. So, and Ray Lewis, I, yeah, that's another <laughs> story for another day. So, um, some ones being left behind, Philadelphia, Atlanta, uh, kind of an interesting matchup because. Kyle Pitts is uh, his his debut and Philadelphia new offense. I'll, okay, and here's my hot take with this one. I feel like Philly's going to be kind of bad this year. Not even kind of bad. Like they're like top five draft pick bad in my opinion. That's just that that's my hot take. No, I don't know what you I, think about that. I mean, it's I think it's a division where you never know what's going to happen. So they could surprise us and put together some, you know, more wins than you expect. It really comes down to, can the Cowboys stay healthy? Um, what the heck is going on with the giants? Um, but, uh, you know, I, I like, uh, what's his name? Hurts. Yes. Um, Jalen hurts. Jalen mm-hmm. hurts. Thank you. I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of Jalen hurts. Uh, I'm okay. still not convinced that he's a, <laughs> going to be a better quarterback than Carson Wentz was. Um, right. So it's, for me, that's that's the real deciding factor. Is is Jalen Hurts going to be able to play quarterback at a high level all season and put together some wins that uh, Carson Wentz uh, wouldn't be able to do better? Um, and then in Atlanta, um, are we which Matt Ryan are we going to see? And, uh, you know, Will Kyle Pitts fill the shoes of Julio Jones? Um, so mm. it's I think it's a really interesting game. Um, I don't have you know high hopes for either of these teams in terms of the long run this season, 
Um, but, you know, there, there's always a team that surprises you year to year. But uh, there's a lot to figure out on both of these uh, rosters, and this will be an interesting game. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, maybe this is just like the first weeks are going to be developing guys and kind of figuring out what talent fits and whatnot. But I, I don't think either team will be very competitive over the season, to be honest with you. But, you know, they both play in divisions that will be, uh, to be honest, crap. I, I don't think the <laughs> NFC South will be very good outside of Tampa Bay. I don't think the NFC East will be very good, although Dallas could surprise me because they'll have Dak back. But, eh, you know, it's <laughs> it's one of those things where I just I don't have a lot of faith. And, of course, I'm an internal uh, pessimist, so you have to bear with me there. But um, what about uh, Minnesota Cincy? Uh, I think that's kind of interesting because Mike Zimmer goes back to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow comes back from injury. And, uh, you know, we'll see how they res- Minnesota's new defense responds to sort of like a quote-unquote – uh, young offense yeah. at Cincinnati. So I, this is definitely a game that that uh, I'm personally very excited about. I don't think it has quite the draw as so many of these other games we've already discussed. Um, you know, I, I want to believe Minnesota could be a dark horse candidate to, to make a big playoff push, and it, but it hinges on so many things at this point, um, not least of which is whether or not Aaron Rodgers is playing in Green Bay. Um, but also whether or not, you know, these players, these veterans that we're plugging in on defense are going to improve the defense as much as we need them to. Um, I think, uh, you know, Joe Burrow would be a great week one test of, of the offense. And like you said, Zimmer going back to his old team, you know, the, that, that sort of thing is always, uh, fun for the, the fans that are close to it. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you're a Bengals fan, uh, you're just kind of hoping that, uh, <laughs> that that Burrow can, can stay alive. Um, uh, <laughs> obviously, when, when he's playing, that team has a chance. And when he's not, they're going nowhere. Um, right. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be an interesting game to see what's going to work out for the changes these two teams made in the offense and through the, or sorry, in the off season and through the draft. Um, I don't want to be too optimistic too quickly with the Vikings. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for this week one game. Okay. Uh, yeah, likewise, as I mentioned, I think it'll be an interesting matchup. If anything, I'd probably be, will be fair, uh, very close. I think at the end. Um, okay. The stinker of the week. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll be entertaining. San Francisco at Detroit. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, San Francisco. Um, that, um, so San Francisco. <laughs> it, it's, you know, I, I know that the, the San Francisco fans, uh, they're really holding on to what that team was two years ago. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're not wrong about how devastated by injuries they were last year. Um you know, can they get back to practically shutting out an Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay team the way they mm. did two years ago? That was so impressive. Um, and, you know, if, if they can do that, then it's the sort of dominant team that doesn't rely on having the best quarterback in the league or even the best quarterback in the division. Um so, but I mean, if you ask me, that that's that's a lot to ask for 
especially when you rely on your defense that much. Those those absolutely amazing defenses, they don't last year in and year out. Um, right. But uh, I think they could get off to a good start in this game. Uh, uh, seriously. Ouch. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can prove me wrong, but uh, the future is not bright for the Lions right now. Dan Campbell. I'm going to move on from that. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that game because I don't. I think Dan Campbell is with really, hey, We're going to leave it. We're going to leave it, Rob. Leave it. Leave it. <laughs> okay. Uh, New York at Carolina, the Sam Darnold game. That'll be kind of fun. No, so that'll um, be fun. And you yeah. know, New York's got Zach Wilson, and and they've made a bunch of moves this off season. Um, you know, gosh, uh, Carolina, if they have a healthy you know, backfield with Christian McCaffrey and uh, the guy that they drafted. I can't remember. They got another young running back with potential. Um, Yeah, these these are two teams with uh, high hopes that I don't have a lot of faith in right now. Um, You know, like you said, the NFC South uh, could be, you know, could be a pretty weak division so Carolina does have a chance um, at, at putting together a decent team a decent year but um, mostly these two teams both of them at best have a long way to go yeah yeah I you know I think New York's at least a couple years away from contending I'm not sure they hired the right head coach I mentioned that in one of our first episodes and uh, Carolina I don't really ever like college coaches getting hired and Matt rule had like one or two good years at Baylor. And uh, I'm not sure where their direction is going, but they will be fun to watch. I think they'll put up some points. I don't think there's no doubt about that. I just don't think they'll play any defense. So, uh, you know, this, this, this will be the, 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 the F team CBS, you know, like, okay, <laughs> let's, you know, let's, let's, let's go find uh, James Lofton and, and uh, I don't know who, you know, the Iron Eagles brother, you know, Dan Eagle or something. I, I'm not sure, you know. Uh, last but not least, Denver at New York. Uh, I guess it is kind of least, but uh, yeah, I, you know, least, uh, it's, uh, New York New York is kind of intrigues me, to be honest with you. Uh, I think they have a lot more going for them than people think they do. I don't really know about Daniel Jones. Um, I think if last season played out a little bit differently, I, you know, to be honest, I think they would have won the, a- the NFC East like 8-8. Eight and eight. Some things happen, like injuries. Daniel Jones didn't get hurt, and they had some other things happen. Saquon Barkley. Um, they got a good head coach. I like Joe Judge. He's kind of a wiener, but I like him. <laughs> and uh, um, you know, New England Patriots, special teams coordinator for a couple years there, but I think he's got the right attitude. He's kind of like Bill Belichick mold. Um, I really like Denver's defense, especially the secondary, but I don't give anything on their offense. I think Drew Locke is so flawed in terms of his decision making i don't no, i could give two craps who he's throwing to you know like and hanging the ball off to what do you think of this game no our, so our listeners have heard me talk about denver and their quarterback situation i you know, i'm a huge teddy bridgewater fan um but unless denver does land uh watson or rogers uh, or both or both uh they're just this isn't their year and I feel the same way about New York. It's, I just don't think this is their year. Um, although, you know, in that division, 
Yeah, I've already said it in this episode. You just don't know what the heck is going to happen in the NFC East. So who knows? New York could be going to the playoffs. Um, (laughs) Somebody (laughs) in that division has to. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I don't see it as very likely. Um, I I don't think, you know, if the Cowboys can stay healthy, then the Giants have almost no hope of, of being relevant this year. Um, Denver, you know, if they get one of these or both of these high-profile quarterbacks, then they're right in contention. Um, but without without a big upgraded quarterback, they just don't have enough to get it done uh, on defense. And with that being the case, even a great or sorry on offense, um, and because that's the case, then the the defense will be overworked. Even a great defense can't stay great when they're always on the field. Um, so, th- th- I mean, I think that it's great that these two teams are playing each other week one because uh, it'll it'll give both teams a chance. Um, I-, I feel like that with a lot of these matchups, it's so well balanced. Um, I don't see a lot of opportunities for blowouts, one or two. Um, but for the most part, these uh, these teams seem all very pretty evenly matched in week one, whether you've got two amazing teams or two uh, irrelevant teams uh, facing <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, the relevancy cancels out the relevancy in this case. Right. So, um, yeah, man, that's our week one preview. Uh, we will go on to the other ones throughout the next couple weeks, two, three, four, and mostly just highlighting some games I think we both think will be like – marquee matchups something worth definitely checking out and maybe uh maybe me betting on who who the announcer squad will be mark them on your calendar type games right right so that way you know just we can in terms of brevity get through this and go on to our fantasy football review which i know everybody's waiting for and uh, (laughs) i've been sitting on my hands waiting for my own review for a while so uh yeah trevor got any other words about everything we talked about today no, I think I think that wraps it up. Um, you can catch me on Instagram, uh, Trev Dude. Okay, uh, at Bobby Law on Instagram. We're at Football in General Pod on Instagram. Uh, football, <laughs> yep, Football in General Podcast on Twitter. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some ether. You guys can laugh at and uh, on Twitter because Trevor comes at the uh, basement dwellers pretty hard. Um, especially the neck beards. So if you have one, I advise you shave it. He'll find you. Um, kind of be like, uh, what, what's that? Uh, that that uh, alternative Santa Claus? You know, hits people uh, in the middle of the night. Krampus. Yeah, Krampus. You know, will <laughs> shave you in the middle of the night, and uh, hopefully it doesn't happen. But um, yeah, so catch us, tweet us, gram us, do all the all the things. We're out.